0: Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast, I'm Brian McKinney, I'm sitting to the left of the jealous Glenn Stansberry. I'm i jealous,
1: why... Uh, I saw
0: you uh, eyeing my new banjo
1: in a certain way, Glenn. <laughs> it is sitting over there on the couch, just longing to be, you know, I, uh, played. I'd like to play something for you now, Glenn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just to start the show off. Oh, oh this is something. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Yes, yes,
0: that's what I'm talking about. So I'll, I'm gonna, I'll learn the rest of the song later.
1: That's, yeah, Brian's that's kind I mean. of a prodigy. He only had this. What you've had it for less than a week? Forty-eight hours or something like that. Forty-eight hours. Oh, you only had forty-eight hours? Yeah. Well, Shoot. I got it on
0: Sunday or Saturday. So I got it on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went down to the Bluegrass Festival in Philadelphia, Kansas, and um, on the one of the last days of the the full last day of the festival, I wasn't planning on buying a banjo. But I walked into the grandstands and a fellow from Deering Banjo hmm. Company. It's a USA.
1: I'm sure there's a rep listening.
0: <laughs> it's a USA, uh, all USA manufactured banjo in San Diego. Hmm. Uh, banjo company in San Diego. Uh, talked to a guy named Barry Dunn there at hmm. the at the festival, and he cut me a, a pretty sizable deal on the on the. Um, banjo and it was one i couldn't walk away from wow i uh i don't know how to play banjo i know how to play guitar wow but uh i've been wanting one for a while so i was able to to go ahead and just make the decision and
1: i, jump I, would, in. I would have liked to have been there for the uh, negotiation there wasn't much of a negotiation really he's like all right ryan look i shouldn't be doing this but <laughs> i'm gonna give you all right all right we'll give you this much under your voice right
0: yeah exactly but don't tell anybody because i'll get fired right now the secret's out Yeah. everybody knows everybody knows well, he didn't cut me that good of a deal it was like above <laughs> list price basically <laughs> but you really like the guy yeah he's so, a super nice guy so yeah. uh, anyway um, but yeah i got a banjo so i'm Nodized excited about that and then i just got back from winfield a uh, weekend of camping and bluegrass music so and other things and other things yeah mostly yeah. beer and whiskey wow so anyway. you got you got a full weekend and fair food Oh, man. Lots of fair food. Too much fair food, one might say. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I'm here back to do the podcast. Ready to to get this thing done. Well, the podcast wants you back, Brian. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I could say that I missed it. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of things you could say that you miss, uh, (laughs) we run a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is like the Earl Scruggs of websites. That's high praise. Fast and loose. Whoa. Style. You know what I mean? Um, it's a it's a wonderful little site and there's all kinds of great material on there. And uh, anyway, uh, so you should go over to Gentleman.com. you should check it out for yourself. Look, I, I don't want to talk it up too much until you get there. But uh, I, I think you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you go to gentleman.com. Um and if you're too pleasantly surprised and you want to bring your expectations down a little bit, yep. you can go to podcast.gentlement.com podcast, yeah. podcast yeah. where we bring everything down a notch. Right. Um, Professionalism just goes out the door. Exactly. And you are not mildly entertained. You are really upset. After. Possibly
1: a little disgusted. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but over at podcast.gentleman.com, you can listen to previous episodes. You can follow along with this episode and see the links that we're talking about here. If you yes. find something you want to go check out, we'll link over to the stuff that we talk about during the show. Uh, and then you can also check out uh, past episodes and all kinds of stuff like that.
1: Our, our uh, mustache twist scale uh, ratings of beers. Our official that
0: we beer ratings. Been doing
1: for every year now, probably. Yep. Uh-huh. It's been about a year for the, the mustache. Yeah. The, the MTS scale? Yeah. Yeah, we really need to get that. Into a its own little entity, and
0: yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll probably have to put an app on there so that so that people can uh, see the different ratings and the highest rating stuff and all those things. Head to liquor store. Yep, pull up pull, pull up MTS. MTS. Pull up
1: MTS. We'll mm-hmm. tell you
0: we'll tell you what the real deal is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Glenn, uh, if you want to tell us what the real deal is, yes, you can always get in touch with us by sending a letter to the gentleman mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five mm-hmm. Lawrence, of Kansas six six zero four four. Uh, we will get your letter. We will pin it to the hall slash wall of fame, which we know as the wall of fame. Ooh. And uh, then we'll talk about your letter on the podcast. We'll uh, answer any of your questions. We will tap dance for you if you want us to. Yeah, anything you want, we'll just do it. I've done weirder. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you can do that by sending a letter to the gentleman mailbag, PO Box four four two three hundred five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. Or if you are lazy, as some of us are, mm. you can also send an email. Uh, you know, we don't really like to get emails. We, like, we prefer the good old U.S. Postal Service.
1: Yeah, Brian, you look, people, the sun's getting up later. It's, mm-hmm. going, to be, it's going down sooner. There's less it's daylight. True. It's true.
0: I yeah. don't blame them. Yeah, it's easier for me to write the letters over candlelight mm-hmm. than to pull up my <laughs> laptop. You know what I mean? And you have the wax there for the seal. Exactly. It's like two for one. Exactly. So, anyway, you can send us an email at howdyatgentleman.com if you want to, or go over to Twitter and Facebook uh, and converse with us. Let's have a discussion. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, get into the uh, drink of the week. Wow. This week. Uh, I went over to the store, and I, w- I was looking at a bunch of different Oktoberfests. I know that some of them we've, we've talked about before, so I wanted to get an Oktoberfest. Tis the season. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I wanted to get an Oktoberfest that we haven't talked about before, and we haven't talked about this one. Um, this one is the Mother's Brewing Company uh, Old School Oktoberfest. Mm. Uh, it has kind of low IBU, so it wasn't going to be super bitter, and so it's kind of a lager ish kind of beer, so I figured it might be a good one to pick out for the show tonight. Um, we've talked about Mother's before. There's not really a whole lot to say about them. They're from Springfield, Missouri. Uh, downtown Springfield, I guess, is where the brewery is. I've never been there. Um, it's uh, they they do several different beers and they just started popping up in liquor stores around Lawrence Kansas so I figured we'd
1: uh, good midwestern brewery I figured we might as well talk about them you know? yeah yeah I think we've reviewed one of their beers before maybe but I, I don't mm-hmm. I can't remember it must not have been very notable because it, it's not really you know? I think it was
0: like a brown ale
1: okay it, it, I don't I don't remember the exact
0: brand but I, okay. I, I, the exact which one it was but I think it was one of their brown ales okay um but yeah yeah so so anyway we'll, we'll talk about another one of their beers.
1: Yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot, Ryan. So it looks like about 5.5% alcohol. Yep. 20 IBUs. Mm-hmm. So, and what was the cost for the sixer? Uh, eight fifty. Eight fifty. Now we put all these variables into the Mustache Twist Scale Computer. Yes. Uh, proprietary software uh, slash hardware slash operating system. hmm Slash
0: um. If anybody out there has heard of Unix, it's basically like a competitor to Unix, right? Except for beer.
1: Right. A beer yeah. a bu- beer, beer, unix. A boss. A boss.
0: A beer operating system. <laughs>
1: a boss. Um Bio-S.
0: Yes. Uh, so anyway. Uh, beer OS. But yeah, well, let's go ahead and uh, might as well just open these on up and see how they taste. Mm,
1: sounds good to me, Brian. Oh, thank you. The uh, side of the label reads, extended aging creates a medium bodied beer with a smooth multi-flavor and just a faintest touch of hops. Pull up your leader, Hosen. Raise a Stein. Ein Prozet. Okay. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Prost. Pro Prozet. Hmm.
0: It's pretty good. Not bad. It's it's kind of um. Yeah. Doesn't have very much to it or something. It's
1: something. Yeah. It's
0: like, well, I guess it's a little bit more than I thought. Very um, it's a very safe.
1: Yeah, middle of Oktoberfest
0: Very loggery Yep. So kind of just there. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not necessarily bad.
0: I guess their master brewer um, created a lot of award-winning beers and was a great American. What's the What's the big one? The Great American Great Divide. Great American Beer Festival. Or oh, something in like Denver. That. Uh, he's like a taster. To determine winners over there, or he was before he beat, went into
1: doing this stuff. So. Before he lost his sense of taste. Well, <laughs> oh, that's mean. All right, this really isn't. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's just kind of there. You know, it's hard, yeah. to, hard to kind of define. Mm-hmm. I had a couple Oktoberfests over the past week, and yeah. this is, you know, we'll have to
0: we'll have to get into one of the ones. I know you were talking about one of them uh, that sounded good and I thought about getting to the store but I thought I'd leave that up to you sure since you were the guy that discovered it I didn't want to step on your toes you know well what I mean? I
1: know, Brian that's very kind of you but you know me I don't you know, I, have I know no, you I have yeah no I know deal. who you are
0: right. yeah you have the yeah <laughs> No. you'd be like it's no big deal Brian it's no big deal and then you'd be like
1: yeah, this like wall in my room where this like yeah A picture like of Brian with all the ice all the cut place. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, um... right. So I, if I if I'm not mistaken, Oktoberfests are pretty simple beers. I mean, I think the, the kind of adhere to those purity laws that we talked about. All oh time yeah, ago, the like, purity laws, right? Like five ingredients and that's it. But uh, and they all seem to be kind of like lagers. Yeah, with a specific some style of them are like Marzen style. Yeah, which I dig.
0: I like that style. Yeah, but I some of them are some of them get kind of a little bit out there. They get a little.
1: Sometimes they get harsh, like kind of.
0: Sometimes they get too sweet. Yeah. Sometimes they go too far in the sweet yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to do. This is very middle of the road. Um, it's so not bad. No, it's not bad. No, it just it doesn't, doesn't have a lot to it.
1: Sorry, would you, how'd you, how would you say this was? Eight fifty. Mm, well. Yeah. If you have said like six ninety nine, I'm like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Eight fifty. Little... Hmm. Mm. Well, okay. So to review, eight is about the median. Yep. That we the would price. call a an average beer price for mm-hmm. six pack, which goes into the scale. Yep. Uh, low hops, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost I almost kind of wish there was maybe more hops or something, yeah, Just something, anything to Just give us something. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can go get some water from
0: the tap. It's like uh, <laughs> doing a job interview with somebody that only wants to tell you good things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, Give us something. Come right. on, be real here, folks. That's right. All right, all right. I pick my notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So sue me. So
1: sue Hired. <laughs> he gave uh, us something.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So 5.5% <laughs> alcohol by volume. So uh, kind of middle of the road. All the way across. It's like, yeah, it's like middle of the road. I'm going to you know, go 7. You're going to go 7? Straight up. I was going to go 7.4. 7.4? 7. Yeah. I just, yeah. I've been pretty harsh lately. <laughs> Man, I just, I just, I wish this, there just isn't a, I mean, maybe that's the point. Is that it's supposed to be just kind of a logger and not really... Yeah. It's just I'm not really getting anything out of
1: it. It's like a lager and an ale made a baby, and then... Yeah. But the but then the, the ale was... But the baby couldn't... The baby didn't have feet? Mm. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. What? Um, well...
0: But anyway, Glenn, let me, <clears throat> okay, let me type this into the NTS uh, computer. Right. And let's... Okay, let's Nothing get into us. this. Yeah, let's put in the actual specs and then see what comes out here. So we said it was $8.49. Yes. It was five point five percent alcohol by volume Mm -hmm. and twenty IBUs. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, well now now we just have to. See what happens with the PS computer.
1: Oh, and a small, small part is I gave it a 7.4. Yeah, you gave it a 7. 7.2, 7.
0: but 7. Or, or seven. No, you gave it a 7.0. Oh. Yes, and 7. I gave it a 7.4. Right. Somebody. Um, <laughs> we can't get those transposed when we're running this in. But that's just a small, small yeah. part of the it. There has to, its like it has to be a human element in it. Because, right you know what I mean right, right. whatever yeah. okay okay anyway glenn okay print off right now okay let's see um yeah. here it comes okay got it in my hands it is a 7.2 wow so okay that is unexpected it is um as is, as is per usual with the mts but but Brian. but well deserved i believe so i believe so um okay glenn so the the final thing we always do is we hop on over to our good friends over at beersnob.com and we check this out well I went to go do this, and there's no score for, for this beer, which is almost unprecedented. There have been times when there aren't scores for beer. But, I mean, do you remember the Iron Maiden beer had a score? Iron Maiden beer had a score. Oh, man, that was such a bad beer. Oh, God, that was terrible. Um, but anyway, the, this is almost unprecedented. I mean, I it's been around for like five years, and it doesn't have a score. So I, I'm guessing the Mother's Brewing Company must not have a b- very big reach or something like that.
1: I Yeah, I... I I'm trying beer- to think of that other website that we used at one time. Yeah. corked or tapped something. Or- I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. I...
0: Look, the... Beersnob.com. There, there are a lot of beer snobs out there. So I'm pretty surprised that none of these snobs have actually... It looks like some have reviewed it, like nine. But I guess that's not enough to warrant an actual score.
1: Huh. Well, we, we only need, need two. We only need two. We don't need nine. Wow, this one guy yeah, who's given a 4.5 out of five. That's not really. That's realistic. an employee. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Some of these. Yeah. Actually, they're. 4.8. <laughs> okay, enjoyed this beer while on tap in Branson, Missouri. So he's he's a homer for Missouri there. While at Branson? Mm. Man. That tells you all you need to know. That's all I need to know. Okay, Glenn. Well, a 7.2 it is. Uh, that's the official score for the old school Oktoberfest for Mother's Brewing Company. In Springfield, Missouri. <sighs> Let's get into some issue tax from gentlemen dot com from the last week or so, Glenn. All two right. weeks or so. Yeah, last, last two I still trying to get habit. used to it.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's like Brian mentioned. We go every other week now, which is good because it gives us more um, more fodder to sift through, more more uh, potential awesomeness to talk about more that needles the in more the needles, haystack, right? To to a very big better, haystack yeah. with lots of hay um, that our community has posted over. Uh, the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And first up, our man Razorback. Mm-hmm.
0: Our man on the streets. Our
1: man on the streets. has He must know this guy or something. I don't know how he found this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from a little site called Mashable. Mm. Um, and it's titled, This British man's email exchange with a scammer escalated hilariously. Mm-hmm. I like this, this article. Yeah. Um, because basically the gist is this. It's really not that long of a read on Mashable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is and it isn't. What it is is there's a synopsis of the story of what's mm-hmm. going on. Right. And then a bunch of these email screenshots that right. back and forth between this comedian, um, James Veach. James Veach, and a scammer known as uh, John Kelly. hmm. And unfortunately, not to be a downer, but John Kelly knows he's dying. Oh. In this email mm-hmm. thread. Yes. And he reaches out to James and says, hey, look, I've got all this money $9.2 million. And my wife is a harpy. Yep. Um, I don't want her to see a red cent. I'm afraid she'll be irresponsible with it. Understandable. But I know you value the things that I value because I met you through email. Because I reached out to you randomly through email. Yes. Can you just take this burden of 9.2 million dollars, right. and use it for the good of the cause, right, for the Lord's work? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> James, the Good Samaritan that he is, says absolutely. Uh, I'm all in, but let's talk a little bit more about your wife. <laughs> um, why? Why don't you like her? Why? And 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 so the the scammer has poor English. Mm-hmm. Has poor Englishes. Yeah. And uh, he's having a hard time stringing the other words. And it's this whole long. Uh, there it was through. like
0: twenty emails exchanged yeah. between these two people, and it's this whole arc of a story about how this guy John Kelly is dying. And then finally, he hears from his "quote unquote" lawyer, who's actually the same guy, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Right. Unfortunately, John Kelly passed, or he said he passed out. Yeah, <laughs> John <laughs> Kelly's passed out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this guy James Beach, he did this as part of a project for a book that he is doing called .dot con, and he took a few years of his life and he responded to a bunch of spam email. Messages to just to find out what would happen if he, you know, tried to to respond to the actual, like the weird spam that you all get in your email boxes, unfortunately, every day that I know I get. So he he, he did a bunch of these exchanges and he compiled it into a book, um, which is pretty cool. I've always kind of wondered when somebody sends those emails that's like, I've got $9 million, you know, please respond or whatever, like what the actual story is, how they try to get you to do different stuff and whatever.
1: Now you know. uh, Now I know. Because uh, James's, oh no, uh, John's lawyer after he passed said, "Look, nine point two million. You take it so the harpy doesn't get it, right? And all we have to do is like a measly, you know, a small legal fee, nine hundred ten dollar legal fee. Yep, just transfer this to this offshore account. Don't worry, it's totally legit. Yeah, um, I mean, it's UK laws, right? UK you know. UK laws and standards. So, right. uh, no worries there. It's just you know, right around a thousand bucks. Don't you know." If it's over, it's fine. If it's under, well, it's not fine. But yeah, just send us around nine hundred ten dollars. Right. Anyway, that's how they make money, people. That's true. That's true. Uh, one one note about this, James, uh, the comedian, says that. Um, so after he replied to all these emails, and right. he said the best ones were the ones that people had hacked into his friend's email account, so they hacked oh, into right. an email account, and then they just blasted everybody. With, with spam messages like, hey. Right. I mean, I need something. I mean, I'm your good buddy, mm-hmm. uh, Roger. Right. Uh, and, you know, so then he has this awesome back, back and forth because he actually knows this person. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure out, right. you know, and it's, anyway. Yeah. He said it's like, it's like an, a large improv game, hmm. you know, just, yeah. just kind of like spinning stuff up as you go. <sighs> His emails were pretty good. I liked mm-hmm. him a lot. Uh,
0: you should, if you want to take a look at this exchange, you can go over to podcast.gentleman.com. We'll set up a link on there. You can check out the whole story and see some of these actual emails they exchange with the spammer. They're, they're pretty good. They are good. Well done. Uh, okay, Glenn. Uh, up next, we got uh, we got a, a story about drunken British sailors. Glenn. Drunken British sailors. Are oh, we seeing a theme here? British comedian? Yep. British sailor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and this was this is provided by our good buddy Zombie Cat Bacon, who posts a lot of great stuff on gentlemen dot com. Um and this is a story all about sailors on British ships up until nineteen seventy were given a daily ration of rum. Like spanning like two hundred years. Two hundred years. It started out not with rum, it started out with beer and then it was like some grog, which was like a mixture of beer. It was. It was. It started. The tradition started, as I understand it, in an ef- in an effort to get water onto the ship that that people could drink over like a long period of time right. in disgusting, awful conditions, right. where it would basically just grow bacteria and kill people at the right. time. And right. so, but beer kind of solved that, and then later on, liquor really I guess. solved it. Yeah, solved lots of problems. But then it kind of morphed into the situation where they didn't really need it anymore. <laughs> But it was a tradition, so they kept on going with it. Uh, and this was interesting because it said that, you know, these guys would have to do complex knots. There were gunpowder gun powder kegs, cannonballs, climbing up rigging yeah, on, on a ship. And you were given, I think, a pint of rum a day. The Daily Tot. The Daily Tot. Every single day.
1: I they, they think they got it, like, eventually, got, did they get it twice a day at
0: one point? Yeah, I thought it was like half a pint in the morning and half a pint at night. Or and
1: something. they'd ring a bell and they'd chant something about, you know, the ghost something. And, yeah. Yeah. And they'd get their rum, and so like they basically, you know, Pavlov's dog mm-hmm. trained these sailors to like have rum, and then they they took it away. Yeah, and and and, and it was not a, a happy ordeal. Right. Um, that reminds me of the whiskey rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar <laughs> yeah. Uh, similar uh, <laughs> traits there. Right. You know, it's kind of funny because when I think of drinking copious amounts of, all right, let's let's paint a picture here. These sailors are out. <clears throat> it's not like it's. They're probably in the Mediterranean, right? They're probably somewhere warm. The sun's baking down on them. Yep. They're probably a little thirsty. Probably haven't had anything to drink, mm-hmm. and they get rum. Right. Rum <sighs> sounds delicious. That sounds like a it sounds like a horrible vacation. <laughs> you know, like you're out on the beach and yeah. all you're drinking is rum, and right. and you have to do work. Right. Uh, anyway, there's many tales of you know, <laughs> the one one commander was like pretty appalled at like this. Thing. About all the things they had to deal with because, mm-hmm. you know, what would you do with a drunken sailor? Right. Uh, and they were all toasty. Um, yeah. And it, this uh, this went on to
0: 1970. Um, and then at that point, I guess they put the kibosh and all this stuff. Uh, pretty interesting story. I guess people were able to stay sea- seaworthy with all that. And also, uh, this created a weird kind of uh, currency between all the sailors mm-hmm. where they would trade you know, maybe they would lose a pint in a in a game of cards or something like that, and oh, they would like yeah. you know, trade off debts or do this this task for me, and I'll give you a mm-hmm. like. And they they had this elaborate system of how many sips. You know, it was like currency was like <laughs> sips of rum. It's like, an, it's like a prison, you know, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of interesting that this whole thing was going on for a couple hundred years. It evolved into this weird uh, ritualistic kind of situation with all the sailors. let me tell you something glenn if i was getting a pint of rum a day as a sailor and you showed up one day and you were like well we're gonna have to end that practice i would throw you into the ocean
1: i would be well hydrated yeah uh that's the other thing too like high proof alcohol doesn't hydrate you right it does the opposite
0: right I don't know how it got from beer to. I understand the beer thing because I understand that they used to need like nourishment and yeah. water that would make it you know or whatever. It almost um, makes sense, but the rum thing seems a little odd. <laughs> I don't know when that transformation took place. It was a bad idea. Uh, it's like one of those things where you you when you're a kid in kindergarten where they you start a story on one side of the room and each yeah. person tells the next person, the and then game. by the end of it, it yeah. turns into rum. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah started with, like, uh, you know, Dan and bottled water. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, thanks to Zombie Cat Bacon, another excellent post, another yep. mind expanding. Uh, that's what we're all about. We're all about expanding our horizons and our, and our minds with useless information.
0: Look, someday I'm going to be at a party. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's like the sailors aboard British ships until
1: 1970. Well, this is, like, uh, <laughs> this is like getting my daily taught. Worry, our British uh, sailor, <laughs> and then I'm going to sound like a real a-hole. <laughs> and then you get beat up. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's how people get jumped at parties. That's true. All right. Well, last up, we have a post by our good friend Trig Joe. Mm-hmm. Trig Joe has uh, moved away from his usual flatulence and uh, you know other uh, bodily function posts and has moved on to some renegade uh, Costco shoppers. Yes, who... Uh, one renegade. One renegade and one n- normal, Innocent by sane person. Right. Uh, but the title is Costco Shopper 78. Punched in a fight over free Nutella waffle sample, mm. police say. Yes. So is it a, a waffle with Nutella on it? I believe so. Okay.
0: A little piece of waffle with Nutella on it.
1: Now, I've had waffles with Nutella on it, and yep. I think they, they're, they're good. They are good. Mm-hmm. Um, are they worth... You know, punching a seventy-eight-year-old Costco shopper? No, it's it's not. What happened was, is this twenty-four-year-old uh, Derek Guerra he, um he, he was at the warehouse store in Burbank, California, and decided that he didn't want one sample; he wanted all of them, all the samples. And I'm with you, Derek. Derek, I'm with you, Derek. They are they're tasty. Yep. But there were other people in line. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, this seventy-eight-year-old uh, man behind him said, "Hey, you know, I'd like a sample. Do you Share have to the take wealth. them all. You know, just just you know, leave me one. Just hey, I just need one." And Derek turns around and, and clocks the guy in the nose. Right. So that that kind of sucks. That's a that's a it's a, a bad look for Derek. And <sighs> well, we don't know what
0: was said between the two people, but let's just say that after the police gathered all their facts, this guy Derek is on bail, fifty thousand dollar bail. And faces up to eleven years in jail for punching an elderly man because it's particularly because he's an elderly man. Um, look, I don't want to, I don't want to um, say it's okay to punch an elderly man. Yeah, but I mean, it is Nutella on a waffle. You know, let's be real here. Shouldn't I? If I was at the head I- of that line. I might go for it all too. Go for the goal.
1: <laughs> but you'd run. You wouldn't just uh, you know, turn yeah. around and clock the first guy who said, Hey I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't engage anybody. No. I would uh, open up my shirt and dump them all in the shirt and then run <laughs> as would, fast as I could out of Costco.
1: Nutella everywhere.
0: Uh, and it would be glorious. <laughs> um, yeah I'll just eat it off myself, I uh, don't care. <laughs> Nutella's good, man. Oh. It's so good. I don't know what it is
1: about it. It's so good. Well, it's heroin right? they put in it that really... made Derek go crazy, that's for sure. (laughs) He had one. Uh, He couldn't stop. Once you start... (laughs) Yeah, he popped and he can't stop. Once you popped, he can't stop. Um, Have you ever been to a Costco on a Saturday where they have free samples? Mm -mm. I think, actually, they have free samples, kind of, on other days, too. But Saturday is free sample day. Oh, okay. And I'm wondering if Derek was maybe a, you know... Maybe a little down on his luck. Maybe a homeless guy or something mm, like that. Maybe a, could be. I don't know. Needed a meal pretty bad. That said, if if, if that was if that was the case, bail probably wouldn't be fifty thousand dollars. Uh, probably not going to come up with that kind of scratch. Hmm. Well, uh, would he be a member
0: of Costco if he was downtrodden? <laughs> That's true. I don't know. That's I true. Kind of doubt it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's true, bro. I mean, there are people out there with the signs that say like, "Help! I need." help yeah. paying my costco membership right uh, you know <laughs> yeah um which is we'll pretty work common for, practice we'll work for but, nutella yeah, waffles exactly yeah. um no i was just joking about the fact it's never cool to uh have violence upon anybody especially elderly gentlemen um no and good for the elderly gentleman for for yeah. saying hey don't be taking all those samples hey. what are you doing i want huh. to know where the costco employee was at with this you know, isn't there a sign that says like
1: he's 100? probably like I'll just make some more? Yeah, yeah. I've got the waffle iron right here. i <laughs> yeah. it's I got another batch coming out. Yeah, just in three minutes.
0: Well, I don't know, uh, but yeah, that's a he's he's in some pretty hefty trouble over this whole thing. Um,
1: it's like my dad said, nothing good ever happened at Costco on a Saturday.
0: Well, that's good advice to uh, mm-hmm. to live by. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like free samples. I don't like them. I know. You know, like, what, I don't like all these people hovering around the food, looking at the food, breathing on the food, sneezing on the food. <laughs> I don't like any of it. I don't like it. If I want to buy uh, it, I'll I go buy one. it. No, wait, no, wait. I want this yeah. one. No, no, yeah. let me touch this one. The little kids running up. Oh, like, yeah. oh can I grab that? No, oh, you yeah. can't take them. Put them back.
1: No. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. No. It's like a miniature buffet. Oh, yeah. And you no, don't like buffet. I hate buffet. Brian, you got to get out there. You got to <laughs> just trust that you're not going to get. You know, I can't. I can't stop thinking about it while I'm eating the food. <laughs> How many hands have pe- has this traveled through to get to me? <sighs> I used to think like you, Brian. <laughs> then I started changing diapers. Oh yeah, and then all all things I you know
0: Changed at that just, point, huh?
1: Just didn't mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, everything seemed to pale in comparison. Right. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, Glenn. Anyway, um, um, let's
0: let's move on from that. Glenn, that <laughs> something. Something on the positive side right. of things, Glenn. It's time for the Gentleman Toast this week. And this is a follow-up to a toast we did about a year ago.
1: That's right. I forgot I forgot that. that we. I don't yes. know if it was a toast
0: or it was just a story we talked about. I think it was a toast. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we toasted this guy about a year ago. His name is Tracy Morgan. Um, he got into a bad semi-accident. Uh, he was in a limousine. And a Walmart semi a walmart semi-truck uh plowed into the back of the limousine uh i think killing one of his friends and putting him in a coma for eight days yeah a uh, pretty horrific accident um just a terrible terrible thing on both sides of the thing i i think that the the walmart truck driver fell asleep or something like that and he'd been like going too long on uh, you know <sighs> anyway driving too long or something like that anyway so terrible tragedy terrible accident on, on all sides but <laughs> Uh, Tracy Morgan showed up at the Emmys uh, as a surprise. They kept it a complete secret from everybody that he was going to show up. And I don't know if that was because they weren't sure if he could actually do it or not or what right. the story was. Uh, but they were able to keep it a secret the whole time. Even No one in the audience even knew he was going to show up. Uh, it makes this dramatic appearance at the Emmys and gives a great speech. I mean, it's just like a 30-second little speech, but... Uh, you can tell he's really appreciative to be back and and alive and all those things, and and gave a really a great speech with a little bit of humor in it too. Uh, a couple of good jokes in there, of course. You got to expect he's going to come out with a couple jokes, and he was uh, very sincere uh, about being happy to be there and, and thanking everybody. So yeah, uh, he
1: was having a hard time holding it together.
0: He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I I remember reading uh, Kevin's uh, Kevin Smith's had a book out, and I read the book and. He was talking about um, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan were in a movie together that he directed, apparently. <laughs> and um, and anyway, he was saying that it was such a contrast because Tracy Morgan had some kind of medical problem going on while that movie was was going. And it was like he had to see doctors all the time. He was limping around. He had this, all this pain and all these things. And he still had this really great attitude about everything. Super nice guy. Nice to everybody. Just happy to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's contrasted it with Bruce Willis and said that Bruce Willis was a complete jerk the entire time. Yeah. You know, just terrible to work with, all these things. Anyway, it was, so it was kind of, you know, Kevin Smith was basically just saying that Tracy Morgan's like the 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 kind of person that you want Hollywood to to be all about. He's super famous, you know all this stuff, but he's still down to earth, treats people nicely, and just a good all around guy. Basically, tries really hard and, and all those things. So um, so anyway, I, I th- it sounded like he's he's doing better, and I'm glad because it sounds like he's a true gem of Hollywood. So yeah, it was good, good seeing him, him back on that. his feet. Yeah, absolutely. So if you, uh, I'll link up that uh, that speech that he gave over on podcastgentleman dot com. Um, you should go check it out. It's a nice little. Quick little to, thing to watch, and good to have him back. And um, hopefully, he'll be back on television and in movies
1: soon. Yeah, one thing he did say was like he's just recently been getting back to himself. I mean, a yeah. year later, mm-hmm. he just recently feeling feeling like himself, basically yeah. is what he's saying. And yeah, that would be tough. It would be terrible, man. Then you could to, tell he was having a hard time, like just getting out there and and stringing thoughts yeah, together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. amazing. So anyway, uh, well toast to Tracy Morgan, Tracy, good to have you back. Um, and wish you all the best of course. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, it's time for the, um, hot hot button button topic. topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, we had an interesting post, uh, from our good friend, Nicholas that posts a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of great stuff. Thought provoking, thought provoking stuff. And uh, love having Nicholas on the site. Um, this is called The Problem with Man Caves. And this is an interesting uh, article that he says that he just kind of stumbled upon somewhere. The, the gist of the article is that this guy found, I think, an advertisement for some man cave thing, something yep. somewhere. And it was like all this gaudy sports stuff with beers everywhere and, you know, the typical, stereotypical man cave stuff. And the whole point of his, uh, his blog post is just about how he he doesn't have a man cave at his house. He's got a study. And it's got a desk and it's got books and he loves to read. And uh, he's making this point about how... Why is it that the idea of, of manliness is having a cave that you go into and... Get drunk and walled off
1: from the rest of your family. Right,
0: it, <laughs> and it just seems like a weird concept. Um,
1: well, and and the other the other thing too is that you go. And it's basically centered around sports and sports memorabilia, right. and yeah, watching yeah. the uh, game with your buddies and right, and getting hammered and checking your fantasy football the whole time. Yeah, yeah, um, and this, I think this is a
0: really awesome blog post. Actually, it raises a lot of good questions. I mean, I I've always detested the idea of man cave myself. I mean, I think it's it's. You know Ridiculous It's like all the things he said Like this idea that You go out in your garage And you Drink your beers out there And you leave your family inside And you can go do Whatever you want to In your man cave And all Mm -hmm. these things It just seems Silly to me Like Yeah uh, The guy's point about how He enjoys reading books And the idea of Bettering himself Is what He enjoys About his free time Mm -hmm. You know As opposed to Drinking a bunch of beers And he's like saying Well I'm a huge college football fan But that's not what my life's centered around, you know. Yeah. Um, so a ton of good points. What are what are your thoughts on on the uh, man cave? On, thing? on man
1: caves? Yeah. Well, I actually uh, don't have enough space for man cave right now. I guess I could have. I guess I could clear out the a man closet or something. I mean, literally, the basement would be a cave. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, man closet. I could have a man closet. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I've always kind of felt that way too. I've never really had a reason or need to have like my own Mm -hmm. space where I'm walled off from my family. Like I love hanging around my family. Like Mm -hmm. that's very important to me. And right, I do love sports. I watch too many sports. Right, sporting events probably a week, but Mm -hmm. um, it's usually just kind of centered around you know, it's outside of like what I do with my family. You know, right. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I, I I definitely agree, and I think that I know I have many friends who will get together and watch games and have their laptops open and like check fantasy stuff, and mm-hmm. they're doing all this stuff on all these screens, and you can't even you can't even talk to anybody, and you can't even right. you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. an old fogey thinking that you should actually watch football games and you watch football games.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> Um, his, his kind of point is that he, he wants to bring back the study, the idea of yeah. the study where you, you know, you, it's, it's more about bettering yourself and whether that's reading or learning a craft or, right you know, any of those things. Uh, the idea is to improve yourself basically and have an area where you can go and do that. Yeah. You know, and it seems more of a positive thing as opposed to, uh, that's the place I go to get drunk and. Watch football.
1: I think it was an art of manliness post maybe about a year ago or something about when we get really wrapped up in sports and sporting events and reality things. Mm -hmm. Like we're just, we're living our lives through somebody else's experience, like vicariously. We're living vicariously through, through athletes or through people on TV or whatever. And it's kind of a sad way to live. Yeah. You know, when your whole Mm -hmm. world is centered around something that you can't control and you can't actively be a, you know, a participant of as, as opposed to just an observer. Right. Right. And-
0: yeah, I mean, I've talked to Dave before, because we, we, me and Dave uh, text each other about games and, you know, whatever. And we have, we joke about, like, the fact that we're so wrapped up. And, yeah. I mean, if K-State loses, it's a bad week. <sighs> Even Laurel will say, like, you know, she hopes they win, because if they don't, I'm going to be in a terrible mood. You know what I mean? Whew. And that uh, that's a little bit weird, you know? I, I try to... <laughs> I try to control it as best I can, but, you know, you get so into these things for some reason. I don't know what the psychological thing is, but it's, it's very, you know, it's almost like it's you out there. Not really, but I mean, you, There's you, just some like a personal attachment to yeah, yeah, the success yeah. or failure of that team. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that concept is, but it, I'm it's, the same with K football. Yeah. Well, know, I'm but- sure. Right. <laughs> Um, I was talking about K-State basketball. If they lose, I'm, like, <laughs> beside myself, upset, you know? Until the next game. Right. Until the next game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'd want to have I, – I do – I have a study in my house yep. where I have a desk yep. and, uh, you know, all my music equipment's up there and, you know, I have my bookshelves up there. I've got, you know, all the all the stuff I need to do my stuff and then I've got a workshop – Underneath the house that I haven't utilized yet, but you know, those are the two basic things that I I see as being important. I would never like make my study into like a man cave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I like the idea of. I, I think there's a big difference between having an area where you need like quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, we can it's quiet and reflective and all that kind of stuff versus. Having an area where nobody else can come in, like, no girls right. allowed type thing, which is just dumb. Uh, I like watching sporting events with my wife. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, and you probably enjoy watching sporting events with Laura, too. Like, No, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no. It, yeah. No. I, well, I, we
0: have one TV. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we watch it here, <laughs> you know, in the living room. Yep. And I drink beer in the living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the point of it, but there's this whole weird culture of it. Like, I mean, yeah. I've seen people where they're like, you know, they're buying a house or something, and it's right. like, you know, where's my man kid? This cape? is where the and man kid's gonna go. Yeah.
1: Sweet, a detached garage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Uh, though there is the, okay, but I will, I will say that we, remember when we covered those those
1: beer sheds or whatever? Yes. That's different. That's way different. That's way totally different. different. Totally different thing that well, I really wanna get. But, but, but <laughs> anybody, anybody could go into that shed, right? Yeah. I mean, not kids, but, you know, Man Cave was like, well, don't, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is is my area. This is my territory. You can't. I think this is like, but right along with, gentlemen, like, this guy has a different perspective on what Manly is. Right. He's saying, like, Manly is, you know, reading books and bettering yourself. That's my idea of being Manly. Yeah. And some other people have other ideas, and Mm -hmm. that's like a Man Cave, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's all kinds of different ideas out there. I get his point. It's a great point. Um, and I should say that this is on the site 78mag.com, and this is by a guy named Al, Al Blanton. So, anyway, again, I'm gonna look th- I'll am going link up the article if you guys want to go check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little article. It makes a lot of valid, good points about stuff. A lot of people liked it. Although, I will say, we me uh, uh, Glenn and I referred to the beer shed thing, mm. which was from episode, I don't know what, like 30 episodes ago or something, we talked about these British... Beer sheds, Right. Basically, which is like a little shed that you build with a little, you know, supply of beer.
1: Right. Out there. That, you know, maybe some well, bar stools. And the thing about those two is that they were community. Right. Community a lot of beer them were community
0: beer sheds. That's right. Where
1: the neighbors in. So the neighbors, and, that's way different. That's actually inviting people over. Whereas yeah. Men Cave was like, oh, no, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to go drink beer by my sad self.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flickering
1: know. light of... We're probably really offending a lot of people that have... <laughs> Everyone out there has a man cave. I'm sorry, I don't mean it like that. Nobody who nobody listens to this show is like that. This is like, well, I don't know. Oh, maybe you are. I welcome all all opinions of
0: of what people want to do.
1: We could be very wrong. Yeah, we could be, and we we probably are.
0: Yes, probably very wrong. But no, I I, I'm more in line with what this guy has to say. I've always been kind of weirded out by the whole man cave thing. It's just not for me. I mean, some things just aren't for you. You know what I mean? I think it just needs a different name yeah man cave is terrible it has like connotations of like Neanderthal, like dragging our knuckles into the caves and stuff it's the weirdest thing like must club dinner (laughs) um how long have these man caves been around is this like just like last five years because that seems like as long as i've known about them
1: well I i don't know man i think i think what happens was is i i think it kind of morphed from the study to the man cave yeah and then just got ridiculous yeah i don't
0: know i don't know man I remember, I think I told you about, I went and visited the uh, Louis Armstrong Museum. Yeah. And in the upstairs of his house, he lived in the same house for like 50 years or something like that. It was this really modest house. You know, this guy was a millionaire at a time where being a millionaire is crazy. And he had like the most, he had a smaller house than I do. But they had some audio recordings of him. And he was talking to one of his buddies that he knew from way back in the day. And he's describing his house. And he said... My wife made me a study, you know, and he started laughing. he was like, "Can you imagine that? I've got a study, you know." And it was like, <laughs> it, and it
1: was his music
0: room, and his, you know, that's where he went to listen to music and play a little bit and stuff like that. And so that's a really cool thing to think about. Like back in the day, you know, it was it, it, it was a big deal to have a study that they could go to and whatever. But and that seemed like a much better concept. But you know, well, who am I? Who am I to say?
1: Tell you what, Brian, this all comes back to the fact that Louis Armstrong was a man.
0: That's right. That's it. If we got one takeaway, yeah. Louis Armstrong. I'm just going to edit the Uncle rest Satchmo. of that. I'm just going to rest. take the rest of that out of there. That's right. And I'm just going to leave it with the final five. Please, please do. Yada, yada, yada. Louis Armstrong's a man. Okay. So moving on. Uh, I think we've had, uh, firmly established that. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time for
1: the final segment, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag, Glenn. Yeah. You, you, you told me this question. Yes. And I've been thinking about it. Uh-huh. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Let, Let me go first. Me. Yeah,
0: okay. Let me go first. Okay. okay. So this question is, I, you know, I just bought this banjo. Mm. And uh, it got me thinking, Glenn. I was thinking about Groundhog-, Groundhog Day. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, what if you're in the scenario where there's this incredible skill you want to master, you have all the time in the world to do it. What what skill would it be? Would it be like learning the instrument, woodworking, you know, ice sculptures as in the film, uh, just there's there's an entire... Uh, you. Any type of skill that you think that would like be the ultimate to sit there and be able to just whip out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe at a party or something, you're just like, oh yeah, I you know happen to do ice sculptures. Like, what, <laughs> just gonna use that example. You know? <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I don't know. I uh, I think I think mine would definitely be. Uh, well, mine would be one of two things. Mine would be woodworking. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty awesome to be just like a master. I mean, if you look at some of the old school like craftsmen, yeah. Uh, woodworking stuff would be a sweet skill to have because number one, you could build anything, Yeah, you know, anything you needed, any type of furniture and it would be awesome. I mean, that would be a pretty sweet skill to, to pull out, you know, but I would also go either way. I would go with an instrument too, because actually when I was, when I got this banjo, I sat here and like was watching some guys that were like really good banjo players and I was laughing my ass off thinking about myself <laughs> standing there just like being able to, you know, just rip off some crazy banjo song, you know, because I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like, uh, you know, can you imagine just showing it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's straight face. It's, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to love every minute of it. So anyway, I think either one would be pretty handy. I, being able to just. Kill it on an
1: instrument is pretty cool. So, yeah, like in Groundhog Day, Bill yeah. Murray's character yeah. mm-hmm. learns a yep, learns the piano quite well. Right, man. I right. some of the other ones I thought about like drawing. Yeah, I was going to...
0: drawing s- or painting or something yeah. like that. Being able to you know some kind of art like that. Most of mine center around art. I guess woodworking mm-hmm. is kind of an art. You know, well th- th- that takes time. It takes time. To yeah, know. you have to spend. That's the thing. That's the whole point. Is like it yeah. takes. If you want to learn how to do something like that,
1: it takes years of development to mm-hmm. like get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would I would probably do uh like painting. Yeah. It'd just become You just you have, know, have like incredibly... your paintings
0: all over your house. Yeah, and, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I could do that. Uh building my own house would be awesome if I could that's what I want. I want to be able to build my entire house. Right.
0: That would be cool because that would be a bunch of you could like go apprentice for like plumbers and stuff yeah. and then like learn how to do electric. No and, problem. Yeah. and Then just show up one day and be like, Well, here's the plot
1: of land. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> to start over every day. That'd yeah. be
0: well cool. the idea is just learning the skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Building your own house. Because that takes like a mastery of a bunch of different skills. Yeah, it does. soup to nuts. That would be Yeah, it. every part of it, man. Even like the drywall, you know, that's mm-hmm. a skill out of itself
1: painting you know (laughs) i mean the whole Mm -hmm. thing it's a lot of work Uh, my my runner-up was learning how to run a online community effectively oh um
0: that would help be helpful for us that would be really
1: helpful yeah uh so far we're 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 woefully that's right uh we're like think
0: people outside of groundhog day (laughs) that are reliving the same day (laughs) but not really anything changing (laughs) Uh, but anyway <laughs> um, yeah. yeah anyway that's good Glenn building your own house I like that mm. that's a unique uh, that's a unique choice It's a good one but uh, yeah I'll have to I'll have to check back in with my you know in like a year or something like that I'll have to come back and play a banjo tune on there the you podcast go. See, see how I've progressed
1: I want to hear uh, I want to hear Dueling banjos <laughs> I think I'm going to get one
0: banjo I, I'm going to do uh, I'll do Man of Constant Sorrow oh there you go yeah I'll do, a crazy old version of, I'll do a crazy version of Man of Sorrow.
1: Man, I uh whenever I, I I watch that movie and I that comes to that point where they're they're recording it in the studio. Uh-huh. I lose it every yeah. time. It just cracks me up watching George Clooney. It's a great film. Man. It. Uh, I
0: love that movie. It's great. It's, it's great. about
1: that time of year to watch it again. I know. I want to watch that in Twister. Twister? Yeah. But it's fall. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is it a spring movie? Well,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: that's tornado season. I'm a, I'm a fall fall Twister guy. Interesting. I mean... Some people zig, you zag. I guess, yeah. Oh, man. Two paths in the woods, Glenn. <laughs> I chose the one least traveled. That's true. I watched Twister and fall. That's what...
1: Okay. Um. Anyway, Glenn, on that note, that was episode 72, Glenn. Man. We're almost as old as the uh, Costco shopper who got... That's true. Got ...nailed. We've got a
0: few more episodes to go. That's true. So... Um,
1: Tacos around Christmas, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Christmas episode, that'll be good. Um, okay, Lynn. Well, that was episode seventy-two. Uh, looking forward to episode seventy-three in a couple weeks.
1: I, it's still, I'm still getting used to the couple weeks.
0: I know. Yeah, Two weeks.
1: I think it's working out well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we take a we take the we take an extra week
0: because we can devote it to working on gentleman stuff in the meantime. Yes, you know what I mean, like doing the show and yes. all that stuff takes time and we'd rather spend the week like working on gentlemen stuff and then come back to doing a podcast. So
1: plus podcasts are a little bit more welcome. I mean, it's, it's easier to, it's easier to produce a show every other week. It's right. like good, having good things to say. Right. And, you know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't show during this episode. No, but maybe next, but, ne- yeah, maybe next time it'll show. Yeah, maybe that,
0: next time, you know, we'll have cooler stuff to say.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm something like that. I don't know.
0: Anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, on that note, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Liz Sansbury. We
1: we'll see you guys for episode 73 next two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Good night. Nanu, nanu.